Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. What's happening, bud? Not much, man. Not much. It's a, it's a slow time of year. The, the yard and lawn is put to bed, and there's... I guess I could still trip, but uh, there must be ice out there somewhere that would, uh, I'm sure, impair my uh, progress on a canoe or kayak. Not down here. You know what? I really have to invest in a dry suit. Oh, me too. I've been thinking about that. Like it's, uh, I got about 500 bucks saved up. Like you see, uh, I, I was looking at a bunch of stuff from uh, Alan Drummond recently, and, and the whole group of them are out there in dry suits and and playing in the waves he was he, they were doing some surfing stuff there with the last couple of weeks schmancy. and it's like man i would love to try that but man, <laughs> lake ontario is so cold yeah. so unbelievably cold even in the middle of summer it's super cold yeah so, I, i've been looking and you know what like i've been looking at the level six one and actually the the one from level six i think it's the emperor yeah um yeah they're also they still look fast they do they, they do. really do yeah. so i was looking at the Kokatat one but that's like another 500 bucks or something mm-hmm. like that so it's like uh, yeah uh, saves your life and makes you it gives you able makes you enable oh wow i cannot talk it enables you to paddle deeper into the shoulder seasons yeah and that's the reason why, i mean mm-hmm. my my um farmer john wetsuit there all yeah that. you can only go so far into the season with that right? and they're restrictive in movements yeah. and you can overheat really quickly and it eh, feels good all <laughs> <laughs> oh, that latex right next <laughs> yes mm. <laughs> and if you get cold you can just pee in your wetsuit right <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah I, I dry um like i say i've i've been saving up and uh Every time I think, oh, you know what? I'm just going to splurt. No, there's something else I need, mm-hmm. like new winter tires. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, winter tires. <laughs> winter tires. Wetsuit, yeah. winter tires, wetsuit, yeah. winter tires. <laughs> Internet connection, lights, yeah, exactly. food. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I have been I have been thinking about a, a dry suit for a couple of years now. I just, it's going to, I don't know that I would get enough use of it to justify the expense. And uh, if, because for the most part, I'm, you know, in Tomogamy, Clarny, Algonquin or something, right? Mm-hmm. In the middle of summer in July or something. So, I don't know, if, if I got out kayak more, if I joined up with Alan Drummond a bit more to, you know, do some of the shoulder season stuff and... and well, even canoeing right now. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, this week, past weekend when all the snow was everywhere. Yeah. Paddling some of the uh, some of the rivers around here. Yeah. That would have been nice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I'm not going out in... Without a dry suit. No, yeah, so you just don't go. Unless you're yeah. going to, like, stick really close to shore, stay away from any rough water and yada, yada, yada. It's because it's the risk of hypothermia. Like, what is it, 20 minutes? Depending, at this time of year, what are they saying? It's, uh, you can expect hypothermia within 20 to 30 minutes in the water. I'd be screaming like a wussy in seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I hate yeah. cold water, man. I hate it. Hey, let's go swimming. Hey, let's not. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, not happening. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think that's uh, definitely one thing on my list I've been saving up for. And yeah, I, I think maybe come spring, I and that's the thing it's it's spring and fall is when you start looking. You're like, you know what? I should just pull the trigger on it. And then you're looking. Uh, I can't. I always fight with my. I have these battles with yeah. myself. Yeah. You know that. No, I, I can't. I can't, can't justify. That. It. I just I can't, can't yeah. justify that kind of money. And then, you know, you're in the spring and you're thinking, 
you're watching, like you say, you're looking at Alan Drummond and all his fancy pictures with his buddies <laughs> out in the water, uh, doing all their paddling in their yeah. the kayaks and in 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 their dry suits, and you're just like, yeah, I should have bought it. And by that time, it's too late. Yeah, you know, it's almost summer at that point. Yeah. all the and shops the are sold the, out. Yeah, and, and then all the summer is over, and then you're him and Han. Where did you get one for fall? And then when you finally do decide, again, everybody's sold out, yeah. and <laughs> we're losers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I th- I think come this spring, um, it, it's definitely good. 2022, yeah. I think, is going to be my – like I said, I, I can't justify spending like – what is the Coca Tat one I saw? Like seventeen hundred bucks or seventeen ninety nine or something. I I just can't spend. Yeah, it saves your life, but you know mm-hmm. what? For I, for for the the three or four times I'm going to use it a year, I don't think I need to spend that much. Yeah, I'll go to twelve hundred. Like right now, I have and I don't I don't know how these nylon things shrink, but some of the a lot of the stuff that I have has shrunk. So like, I, but I do have like dry tops and dry pants and stuff. Yes, but they shrunk. <laughs> when you store them, they, they shrink. Honestly, they shrink. seriously. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's those concert t-shirts I had when I was like 16. They shrink. They all shrank. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. But anyways, the They've point. They've been stored for years and each one of them has shrunk. <laughs> the point of my story <laughs> is that like I, I have, it's all two pieces, right? Yeah. And so I have the tops and the bottoms and it's like, it's, it's not efficient. It's not effective. And, and you really have to, uh, it's not really good for submersion. It's good for splashing. So Mm -hmm. if you're, if you're really good at at whitewater kayaking and you're you're not going to go for a swim, then it's great. It'll keep you dry and it's good for splashing. Right. But, uh, if you're going to be submerged, if you're going to go for a swim, you really need a single one piece. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And see, I've contemplated that as well. Like, is there a benefit to having the two piece? Now, if I'm canoeing, right? If I'm just yeah. going out for a canoe trip, you know, it's not like the kayak where I'm going to. I have a better chance of flipping in a kayak than, <laughs> than I do in a canoe. Yes. Yeah. So maybe something like the two piece would be better for, you know, if you're out for a day paddling a canoe. Yeah. You know, um, as opposed to the kayak. Yeah, the kayak. Now, the other thing is if you're in a kayak with a skirt. Yeah. Is the two parter okay? Unless you've got to do a wet exit. And and see, that's what it comes down to. Like if you just have a uh, a dry top and you're skirted into a kayak and you do some white water, then that's fine if you're if you're good enough to not to go for a swim. But as soon as you go for a swim, you're you're wet. And mm-hmm. so it, it, Well no, I, I, I still have the, the, the pants. Yeah. But instead of having a one piece yeah. do the two piece sort of thing, but wear both parts still. When we uh the first year we did uh, the Burt Reynolds trip, we did a uh, we set up a special course at uh, MKC Madawaska Madawaska Canoe Center, and uh, so there was six of us, I believe. We had three canoes. Uh, Martin Garster at the time he had a two piece uh, dry suit, and uh, so of course we're all going swimming, right? And there's at one point it was uh, the instructor. We played around at the top of the uh, of the run, and he says. We don't go down until everybody swims. <laughs> so he, he wanted he wanted us to be confident that we could escape the canoe. Mm-hmm. So you, because you're you're in, you're strapped in, you got the thigh braces in, and and um, but he was saying, okay, we don't we don't leave this area until everybody goes for a swim. 
that 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 was it anyways so we did that that day we uh we all went for a swim and then we started progressing scouting the rapids and so on and and uh and martin and his uh, i can't remember who he was paddling with was it andre anyways um so martin swam a, a couple times and uh he was thoroughly soaked like his his uh his dry pants were filling up like pantaloons really? type thing, right? So the the water was getting in through the top of his dry pants, and and uh, he was miserable. He wasn't too happy about it. And, I uh, would imagine, yeah. And so after that, he said, "Yeah, I'm buying a single one, one piece, yeah. right?" So, uh, so if you're not doing white water, if you're just doing lake travel, see flat the thing water. is, is uh, I'm not sure where a two piece would come into play. I I need to talk to somebody who has a lot more experience because. Like if you're going to be submerged, if you're going to swim, a two piece, you're definitely going to get water in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as much as not having anything on at all, but it's it's just the it's the convenience. You can you're easy to easier to go to the bathroom and and but if it's cold water, if it's shoulder season, if you're doing an early spring trip, you need a one piece. You need the uh, yeah. the the dry suit and yeah. not the dry top, dry pants. Well, and you know what? That's my whole thing is is. Um, I'd come to the conclusion that it is going to be a one piece. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had played with the idea of the two piece yeah. thing, but at the end of the day, I know I'm going to end up, I think I, I'm going to end up with a level six yeah. um, dry suit. And I'll just have to, maybe I'll just call them and go pick one up, tell them to make me one and let me know when it's yeah. there and I'll make the trip to Ottawa mm-hmm. and go pick it up. Yeah. I'm going to need one for this spring. Yeah. I want to get out earlier. Yeah. And it's good earlier. to go right to, if you're going to go get, buy something from level six to arrange to buy it right directly through them. Do you remember the video I played for you? I showed you it was a level oh, the six. the ripoffs. The ripoffs. So yeah. they bought, they bought uh, a suit from Amazon. It came from China and they compared it to one of their own suits and the seam seals were ripping apart and the zippers were breaking and so and theirs was like bomb proof and you can he said this is how you could tell the difference between a, you know one of these knockoffs and and their quality ones and so they tried it on they went through the the the, the steps and they you know they sealed it and pressurized it and and you could see all the leaks and tears and stuff so he's like make sure if you're going to buy something like that don't think oh i'm going to save myself 250 bucks and i'll buy a a chinese knockoff well no it's it's you're it's not going to last a season or two and you're going to risk your own life by buying buying one of these knockoffs you got to buy a quality you got to go to the the actual name brand company yeah oh yeah definitely definitely like i say i've i've narrowed it down to to kokatat and level six but like i say the the 17 1800 buck price tag (laughs) is compared to like a 12 1300 as some people say and i'm sure like alan would be saying right now if he was here he'd be saying well what is your life worth Right. $8.57. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a bag of hockey pucks and a, and a street hockey stick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Christmas time's coming, however, so if anybody wants to send me a <laughs> gift certificate for about 1200 bucks, There we go. <laughs> uh, I'll gladly take one. Um, so I like fruitcake. <laughs> okay. You know, so... How did we segue into fruitcake? Where did this come from? Because oh, it's Christmas time. You lost me here. Christmas time. <laughs> okay, is that all it yeah, is? that's all it takes, buddy. doesn't take much. So fruitcake. Because I want this off my desk because I oh, couldn't okay. get to remind me to yeah, talk yeah. about this. So we're talking about uh, drinking beforehand and, and rum. Uh, so Tracy's gotten into making fruitcake the last couple of years. Yeah. Last year she did this 
one that takes rum and brandy. And you like fruitcake? I love fruit. I don't know why, but yeah. Yeah, so if anybody gets fruitcake for Christmas and doesn't like it, send me a message. I'll send you my address. <laughs> Either mail it or drop it off. Whatever. <laughs> Sobeys up the road after Christmas, they go on sale for like half price. Oh, yeah? Yeah, throw them in the freezer, buddy. They're awesome. <laughs> I'll take a dozen of these. I'll take a dozen of them. Dark, dark fruitcake. Yeah. Got to be that. So she made it last year, and there's this rum, the rum and uh, brandy. And uh, when she was done, because it doesn't take much. I've been down here sipping on on it for the last year. <laughs> I got so many other things that I always forget that yeah. the, the rum's there or whatever, right? And then uh, she's making it again this year. Stops at the liquor store, buys more brandy, more rum. And I'm like, it doesn't take much. We still got stuff downstairs. So I bring <laughs> last year's stuff back upstairs. Yeah, look at this, buddy. I got myself a whole unopened <laughs> bottle of dark rum, a whole unopened bottle of brandy. <laughs> Christmas came early. <laughs> Unfortunately for uh, Rome, there's uh, like no real best before date. <laughs> no, see? Winter, winter, chicken dinner. Yeah. It's Christmas, Christmas in November. Oh, it's December it already. Is today, yeah, this wow. week. So, it is so December already. On, what was it, Tuesday, Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tuesday, Tuesday was the uh, Kevin Callan roast. Yeah. That was good. That was fun. <laughs> now, Canoe Hound Ad- Outdoor Adventure Show. Dennis Rogers. He, he is, it was Kevin Callan's 58th birthday. So I decided he's going to roast Kevin Callan. So we got a bunch of people to, to come out. Who is there? Uh, C.W. Getz. He does the camping show. Uh, Hap Wilson, Andy Baxter, myself, Tim Foley from Canadian Outdoor Equipment Company. Uh, Cliff Jacobson, Jerry Vandiver, Gary the Puppet, and uh, Christine Redmond. Uh, we were all on there to, to roast Kevin. Uh, all in good fun, as, as roasts usually are. We were given a list of rules. You know, don't be vulgar and stuff like that. I yeah. adhered to those rules, but the people after me did, did not. not. I was so disappointed <laughs> because I went through. No, I can't say that. I can't say that. I can't say that. Had I known what was to follow. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been a free for all. Oh, it would have been a free for all. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, Kevin, Kevin had a, had a good, uh, a good time there. And, uh, I, I was watching a bit of the, the video, uh, where I was speaking and there was one story I said, Kevin, you know this one was coming. I just mentioned Killarney Park and he buries his hands oh, in his, no. his he buries his face in his hands and all you hear is Oh no That <laughs> 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 was good. Uh we did uh, post a link on our Facebook page for those that haven't seen it that'll take you to uh Canoe Hounds Outdoor Adventure show, the Kevin Callan roast. Um check it out. There's some funny bits in there. Tim Foley Oh, so when you see Tim in Kevin Callan's videos, the canoe trips and and uh, the winter camping that they do, Tim's quiet, quiet, laid you back, know, laid straight, back. A bit. Yeah. And I was saying afterwards, I said Tim always comes across as that guy that if he was in the seventies, he would have been that hippie at the commune, sitting back, relaxed, so mellow. Oh man, did he ever lay into <laughs> Kevin? It was hilarious. It was, it was out of. I think what was hilarious is because if you know Tim, it's, it's uh, it was out of character. He's uh, it's it's not what you would expect to hear him say, and it was like whoa, and like so. I was I was just laughing to all get out when I was watching it, and uh, 
and uh, Siobhan said that uh, they were upstairs reading before they went to bed, and and they go, "What's wrong with Daddy?" <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. But that's what they—it's always the quiet one yes. next door. <laughs> so now we're all worried about Tim. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it was a hoot. <laughs> so uh, John was going to join us this week, but he's taking care of uh, a few things he's got to do. So unfortunately, he wasn't able to join us on on the show this week but he did ask us to remind everybody that uh, the outdoor kind erie canal fundraiser event is happening soon december 15th at 8 p.m it's a Um, live online thing right yeah so he's going to cover some some of the interesting history from his erie canal trip uh he's going to talk about some of his experiences he's going to talk about some of the things that weren't mentioned when he joined us every week on our podcast while he was out paddling. He's going to talk about the gear he used and what he would not take again because there were a few things that he just didn't use or they were just not useful on that kind of trip. He's going to talk about some other gear stuff like that. Um, like last year's events, it'll be online and he's going to leave it up for a few weeks and because it's over the holidays, he might actually leave it up all month, he says. Um, you know, for, for people to check out just $5 a person. Uh, and he's going to have some packages available as well. So you're, you get the online presentation, uh, t-shirt and stickers. So he's, uh, just in the middle of doing the, uh, Facebook posts and, and web uh, page, um, updates for that. So keep a, uh, a peek out for those on the outdoor kind Facebook page and, and uh, website and we'll as well post, on our social media, uh, where you can get tickets for, for that as well. So, and, uh, the, uh, money all goes to the outdoor kind, which helps fund, uh, first responders. Mm-hmm. So check that out next. We got a whole lot of things to talk about here. Me too. Dun, dun, dun. Next on the list. Oh, this is a, is one. I didn't actually know this was an issue till I came across this one. So, Ottawa River, of course, has the the white water, famous very, for its white water. Yeah, it's very course, famous right? for its white water. Wilderness Tours, uh, Joe Kowalski established Wilderness Tours, the, the first rafting company on the Ottawa River back in the mid seventies. They own about two thousand hectares of property, about seventy five kilometers west of of Ottawa. And of course, people are saying, you know, hey, kudos to you for limiting development, keeping it wild and stuff like that. A few years back, they bought out River Run Outfitters. Um, And I didn't realize it, but River Run Outfitters charge $7 a day for uh, people to use the put-in and take-out that's there. So the put-in and take-out that's at that property on Fletcher Road is above, north of it, I guess, is bigger water, which, you know, um, more experienced white waters use that. So they use the Fletcher Road access point as a takeout, And then families use it as a put-in to go south of that to easier, smaller, family-oriented, kid-oriented rapids. Yeah. Right? So seven bucks a person. And apparently this has been a issue for years. Well, when they took over, 
they changed it to $10 per adult and 5 bucks per kid. And, of course, you know there's going to be more adults using it, right? Because they're, yeah. they're using – there's a lot of athletes yep. that use it, training and stuff like that. So uh, apparently it's been a uh, bone of contention for a number of years. Um, the Whitewater Region Mayor Michael Moore – said the question of river access has been an issue going back at least two elections. The Fletcher Road access is used as a takeout for expert paddlers uh, and uh, families for the smaller child-friendly rapids. So this is now, uh, you know, there's a lot of people rely on the whitewater tourists in the area. Yeah. The owners of Wilderness Tours announced this week they were dropping access fees for this popular put-in and take-out spot, ending a long, simmering dispute over public access to the river playground. Wilderness Tours recognizes the strain the paid model has had on the communities and the barriers it placed uh, for some paddlers. We've reflected on this, and with our core value of sharing the magic of whitewater, we are committed to access to the Ottawa River and to supporting the long-term growth and development of the Whitewater community. This is a long-term commitment to access that we feel is in line with our renewed commitment to community economic equity and to benefit our local tourism community who also depend on access to world-class Whitewater as part of their own destination marketing. Of course, everybody's going to use, hey, you know, while you're doing all your paddling, come stay at our our hotel coming to the restaurants, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. So um, they're getting rid of that. Uh, and Joe Kowal- Joel Kowalski says, this was not something we wanted. Sorry, sorry. This was just something we wanted to do. It was clearly something that was important for the community. We figured it was just enough to provide it. Uh, we had the access point. Our main business is rafting. So charging for takeout isn't a big part of our business. It was an easy thing to provide that as a big positive for the community. And they were just using the money for to help pay for maintenance on the road and an outhouse on the site and to defray cost of liability insurance. So everybody's happy with that. Uh, the mayor says it's great news for local and for locals and the kayakers. And when I say kayakers, I mean families. This has been one of the big issues for families that they haven't been able to get down to the river. When you're trying, especially now with COVID, and you can't, you're not yeah. going across yep. to taking the family trips to Disneyland, and you're not taking, you know, I mean, granted, it sounds like it's it's, it's been going a lot longer than that, but you're you're looking to get the kids out. And outdoors and stuff, and if you got a, a a a whitewater playground right there, but you but they're going to try. Now we were talking earlier. If you've got some of these athletes that are using this as training grounds all summer, mm-hmm. and you figure say July and August, they're paddling almost every exactly. day. Exactly. So you say sixty right? days, ten dollars yeah. a day. Yeah, that's an extra six hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Half these people living out of their vans, they got six hundred bucks. <laughs> exactly. You know, I got living yeah. in my van yeah. down by the river. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have six hundred bucks just to throw at that. But still, like I could, I can see both sides of it. Is it like it, the the people were used to be charged seven dollars for access fee? Oh yeah, yeah. And so, sure, they they kind of hopped up the fee, but 
I, I think instead of just making it completely free, they, like they still have expenses. They still have liability insurance. They mm-hmm. still have to do maintenance of roads and access ways. It's so now they're, they have foregone any, uh, any income from that source. And now it's, uh, they have to find other avenues for revenue. And, uh, so I, I think maybe if they, they still have to pay their bills. So well, hopefully maybe, they, maybe the, uh, the community. Yeah, we'll chip in some from the the local budget or something, and say, you know what? Yeah, here we'll help maintain your you're, road. You're giving we'll, access, yeah. free access to everybody. Yeah. we'll we'll maintain your road. Mm-hmm. You just look after the uh, the porta potties. Yeah, they could have maybe reduced the price because they still have to. It's, there's still expenses yeah. to be had. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, I like I say, you can look at both sides of it. So instead of charging you, they were charging you seven. Well, now we're just going to charge everybody three bucks. Yeah, or you know, a toonie a day. Yeah. Sort of thing. There's a lockbox. Put a toonie in the little exactly honor system. Sort of thing. Cost and, of a cup of coffee, and you get yeah. access to river, right? Yeah. So, um, paddlers uh, are an economic driver in the region. Buying gas, visiting restaurants, that sort of thing. Uh, so there's a you know there's a lot of spinoffs from it. It's just good news, and paddlers are even um, saying thank you for this important gesture towards the legacy of protecting access to a wonderful resource. I'm sure the community can respect such a decision and work with wilderness tours to continue a harmonious relationship as the stewards of the Ottawa, keeping it clean, beautiful, and fun. And the advocacy group Whitewater Ontario has been working to secure better access to that section of river, lobbying the township and private landowners with his Ottawa River Public Access Project. So David Gillespie of the Whitewater Ontario says that work would continue, but praise Wilderness uh, Tours for its generous move. It's great news that they're doing it, and we'd like to uh, thank the Kowalskis. So everybody's happy. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know? And, uh, yeah, you know what? You, you lose uh, a few thousand dollars over the summer, but, you know, the yeah. town town benefits from it. Yeah, and, and public perception, There's there's so much in that, so much uh, value in, yeah. in, in the... Uh, public perception of, of a corporation, a company, uh, outfit or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the uh, rafting is probably get more people coming up rafting too. Yeah, maybe. Awesome. Uh, let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a couple of, we're going to talk about some more canoes and kayaks. Awesome. A special kayak too. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dark Sprest. You're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. If you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at PaddlingAdventuresRadio.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. There's a place on the map that I'm looking at with anticipation. It's a wide open space, not a single trace of civilization. Some might wonder why I want to go there. They say it's right in the middle of nowhere. But I'll take 
The dip of a paddle in a deep blue Northwoods lake Or look up at a million stars Shining down from the Milky Way Yeah, that's my definition of luxury You see, cause the middle of nowhere Is the middle of somewhere to me No traffic jams or cell phone scams anywhere out there. Just a crackling fire with the smoke that's rising in the cool night air. Yeah, I just let go of all of my cares whenever I'm stuck in the middle of nowhere. Cause I'll take a splash of the water from a crystal clear mountain stream And look up to feel the thunder Just under an eagle's wings Yeah, that's my definition of luxury You see, cause the middle of nowhere Is the middle of somewhere to me Yeah, that's my definition of luxury You see Cause the middle of nowhere In spite of all those bears Yeah, the middle of nowhere Is the middle of somewhere to me Welcome back. That was Middle of Somewhere by Jerry Vandiver. Jerry was one of the um, guest roasters at the Kevin Callan Roast. And I uh, haven't uh, chatted with Gary. Uh, Jerry. Sorry, Gary the Puppet was there. I've been saying Gary <laughs> yeah. and Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I haven't talked with Jerry for a little while. so uh, And we haven't actually played any of his songs in a little while. So uh, Middle of Somewhere off his Middle of Somewhere CD, which you can check out at paddlesongs.com. Uh, he's got all his CDs. He's got blue bandanas because that was one of his songs on his last album as well. Uh, so yeah, go check out paddlesongs.com and all the uh, paddling CDs uh, songs by Jerry Vandiver. Esquif Canoes. Yes. Uh, back in October, Esquif, uh, they had a fire in their factory. One of their thermoforming ovens caught fire. No injuries, but the fire forced them to shut down. 30% of the factory was damaged. The fire melted about 40 boats. That's quite that a That were loss. finished. Yeah, ready, they were wrapped and ready to ship. And they were shipping out to the Western, uh, to dealers and, mm-hmm. and customers out in Western Canada. Ouch, eh? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, it's about your, do you still want your, your canoe? It's ready to go. Uh, just. <laughs> it might not float straight. <laughs> it, it may resemble more of a blob than a canoe. Uh, 
so, you know, that was pretty brutal. They had to shut down. But there was a silver lining to it all. So they were planning to shut the factory down uh, at some point this fall or winter anyway. Yes. Right? Um, Because they want to reconfigure their factory to accommodate the increased demand for canoes. Which everybody's been getting over the last couple of years, right? So cleaning up the fire provided them with the opportune time to... I mean, the, the factory was shut down anyway. Yeah. So, hey, it's shut down. We're cleaning up. Let's do what we need to do. They re- reconfigured and it gave them an extra 30 to 40% in capacity when full operations resume and their new thermoforming oven arrives. Probably not according to plan, but, you know, plans change. So Yeah. You know but, what? Like I say, it's, yeah. it's uh, you know, you can take it and be all... Uh, <clears throat> But they were going to shut down anyway, so yeah, this is yeah. just sort of forced their hand to shut down a bit early. The losing the the forty canoes sure wasn't in the oh yeah. Shut so down I, I did a rough math estimate there. It was it was anywhere between one hundred sixty and two hundred thousand dollars. It was in boats. I got to think insurance would cover it though. I yes, so yeah. insurance would would cover that if they had insurance. Insurance would cover yeah. it, right? But could you imagine? Finally. I ordered it last year and I finally get my <laughs> it's, new It's canoe. on its way. It's I'll have its it way for next Christmas. Week. Yeah, it'll be here next weekend. <laughs> oh, no. Hi. This is Eskif Canoe, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's these collective, no. <laughs> no canoe for Christmas. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi's, I felt a strange disturbance in the yeah. force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, so uh, reconfiguring gave them an extra 30 to 40% capacity. They have just restarted operations, and they expect to be able to fill all their 2022 orders. Uh, Eskif is, is in Quebec. Yeah, Frampton, Quebec. Uh, they have a lot of support from the community dealers and suppliers while this is going on, and the demand for canoes keeps increasing, and they estimate their sales will actually double next year. Wow. That's uh, that's a lot of boats. Mm-hmm. A lot of boats. So they mainly make whitewater boats, right? They're, yeah, their, they're the they're their... the ones. If you're not hitting the Nova Craft, you'll be wanting to check one of theirs out. Yeah, I think the do the Bear Brothers use Eskif or do they use Nova Craft now? I don't know. What does hmm. Mike have? I think Mike got a Nova Craft. I so think he did. He has the same boat that the... Uh, uh, red. He's scavengers. got a red one. Yes. <laughs> so the Northern Scavenger, they uh, when they did uh, Labrador, they had the same boat that Mike has. Okay. And then I think he's got Eskif. Yeah. I think they have... Hmm. Who knows? Ah, Who it's knows? a red boat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a red boat. Uh, traveling halfway around the world, the Pope... Let's talk about the Pope. We always <laughs> wanted to have the Pope on our show, and today we've got the Pope on our show. <laughs> the Pope has Should a hear, rare, special guest. Special guest. The Pope. The Pope. <laughs> um, the Pope has a rare antique kayak and approximately 200 more indigenous artifacts hidden away in the Vatican Museum. Pope Francis's predecessors collected hundreds of items from indigenous peoples in Canada, but they have been out of storage 
They haven't been out of storage for a long time until now. As delegates on a mission of truth and reconciliation prepared to meet the pontiff on December 17th. I didn't think they he was meeting with them. But I guess that's changed. Well, no, yeah, they're they're going to... So, is he coming here? Or are they going no, no, there? No, they're going there. They went there, but he's also supposed to come here, but there's some kind of controversy because it oh, was, maybe it's, it's going to be millions of dollars to get him into Canada. And No, I, I think it had to do with the whole um, residential schools. Yes. That's Truth why Reconciliation Commission plus the residential yeah. schools. So, there was it was a two-part thing. There, the, so, there are individuals going there to discuss it. Plus, he was supposed to... They were trying to hammer out some sort of financial thing to get him here. Because oh, I didn't was, know about that. Part. It's going to be like, a, like I don't know, $15 million or something. Really? Yeah. Wow. A lot of logistics to, uh, it's a large group, right? It's not like he comes alone. <laughs> you know, it's not yeah, like he's, not like he's going to stay in the guest room. <laughs> stick him in the economy class. <laughs> here's your ticket. Here's your carry-on luggage. Enjoy your flight, sir. You're going to stay with Dave in Canmore. He's got a spare room for you. <laughs> Mike, Mike from Canmore. Mike from Canmore, that's it. I'm going to stay with Mike from Canmore. <laughs> uh, so the Vatican Museums opened part of their collection of indigenous artifacts from Canada, including a rare antique Inuvialuit kayak made of seal skin. It is believed to be one of only six of these kayaks in existence. That's pretty incredible. The museum is looking to pinpoint exactly where the kayak came from and connect with Inuit community members and experts to help restore it. Hmm. So they have some experts, but they want to actually get that, see if they can find the community it actually yeah. came from. Yeah. And then have them and restore then, yeah. it. Estimated to be built about 100 to 120 years ago. Wow. It was sent to Pope Pius Eleventh as part of a papal exhibition at the Vatican Museum in 1925. <laughs> uh, once the kayak is restored, the plan is to put it on display in the museum with other indigenous artifacts from the Americas. Wow, that's... Uh... So, it was kind of hard to, to find uh, some of the things, but there is a video, I think it's about a three-minute video, where they actually talk about it and show this kayak. We'll, we'll throw that up on our social media as well. Uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's seen better days. It's, you know, being stored away. There's a couple of rips in it and yeah. stuff like that, but on a whole, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like 95%, it looks, looks yeah. well, 95, 96%, pretty, pretty decent. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it is intact. So it'd be mm-hmm. interesting to see them get it, re, you know, refinished and refurbished or whatever you want to call it. Definitely want it, but I don't think I'm going to Vatican to see it. No, absolutely not. No. No, unless somebody wants to pay my ticket. <laughs> so if anybody wants to buy me a dry suit and a ticket to the Vatican, <laughs> send me a message. Yeah. <laughs> I gladly accept it. Uh, speaking of kayaks, a bit of bad news. Dutch progressive rock legends Kayak have announced that this will be their final tour in 2022. <laughs> Kayak's final European tour, April and May, includes live shows in London and Manchester. We speak about anything kayaking. <laughs> I was just going to say, we, we we cover all things paddling, and so this band's name happens to be Kayak. So we need to cover it. <laughs> you asked me, where do you find this? I did that. It's out there. It's there. Well, I got this magnet. So 
It's been a great ride, but we've come to the end of the line, says keyboard player and band leader Ton Scherpenziel. Scherpenziel, yeah. Ton Scherpenziel. As the other band members would have liked to continue, the uh, decision became extra difficult. As a musician, I still do enjoy playing itself, but it takes a lot more than just that to make a good tour, and circumstances for bands like us are not getting any easier. In that respect, I feel I've reached the limit of my capabilities, and however sad it may be, I'd rather stop too early than go on too long. Kayak was originally formed in 1972 and remained one of the Netherlands' best-known and loved progressive groups. The band split in 1982 but regrouped in 1999 and had been going ever since. They released their last studio album, Out of This World, earlier this year. And Scherpenzeel, who played with UK progressive rockers Camel <laughs> in the 1980s, suffered a heart attack in 2019. Yeah. So, I guess health issues and... Yep. Beyond his best before date. But apparently they had like 11, I think it was 11 number one or top five hits. And yeah, they had a bunch of hits over over in Europe. And they even had, uh, I think it was five in the top five or 10 uh, in the UK and the US Mm -hmm. back in the day. I can't say I've ever heard of them. (laughs) Yes. We'll have to and, search. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, they're not coming to North America as part of their tour, so we will never, unless on our way back from the, the Vatican. Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a long trip. It's getting expensive as this show goes on. <laughs> so we're going to stop in London or Manchester, or maybe we'll do both. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Well, you're, you're not going to go back again. You might as well do both. You might as well. If we're never going to see them again, we might as yeah. well check them out two nights in a row. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so that's happening. <laughs> wow. Progressive Legends Kayak. <laughs> it just showed up on my, my Googling. And I think, oh, kayak. Well, we talk about kayak, so Dutch Progressive Legends. I don't think I've, and I listened to some of their songs. Yeah. Because if you go into uh, YouTube, um, Kayak Band, they've actually got a, a YouTube site, and there's like tons. I think like like 243 songs or something there. Oh yeah. And I listened to a whole bunch of them that you know they said they were number ones and stuff like that. Yeah, I can't say uh, I've ever heard any of them, but they definitely sound like a lot of bands you've heard. Oh yeah, they really do. Yeah, yeah. If you if you listen to the um, the old uh, progressive rock bands of the 70s and stuff and into the 80s. Definitely sound. Have that sound. Sad to hear. What? You're, <laughs> no. you're Googling them, aren't you? I, I'm not. I don't have a mouse. I am Googling oh. it. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, because I don't have the mouse. It's not doing what I want it to do. Uh, Derek's mouseless this evening. He, he lost his mouse. Yep. The little guy took off. <laughs> <laughs> so after we talked about kayaking with the Pope and progressive rock band kayak, let's talk about kayaking on Titan. Oh, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> let's just take this even. Well, so if anybody it's... wants to buy me a ticket on a spaceship, 
<laughs> so, so it's it's winter, so you have to find alternate means of getting your paddling in off season. So instead of going to like Mexico or something, it's like let's go to Titan. Let's go to Titan, the moons of Saturn. We'll go paddling on Titan. <laughs> so NASA says their mission is to explore. We visit destinations in our solar system and study worlds beyond to better understand big questions. <laughs> How did we get here? Where are we headed? Are we alone? <laughs> Depends what those voices in my head are true or not. <laughs> While our robotic explorers have toured our solar system, the only place beyond Earth where humans have stood is the moon. That's also the next place we'll send astronauts. I heard that. That, you know, everybody said, oh, they're going to send people they're going to Mars back. next. They want to go back. But apparently they want to go to the, go go to to the, the moon. moon again. Well, they, they, there's there's the plan to do mining and there's they feel that there's resources there that help with the uh, with this uh, space travel thing and getting to Mars and so on. So there's a lot of resources on the moon and uh, in the lower gravity and yada, yada, yada. It's, uh, you know, instead of capturing an asteroid, they can mine the moon type thing for water and for minerals. They're supposed to be. Have you heard about the asteroid thing? Now you just get me off a tangent. Oh, they're going to try and knock it off course. There's a there's an asteroid that's coming. It's not going to hit Earth. It's not going to hit us. It's, it's the only reason they're doing it is because it's going to be kind of close to Earth. Yeah, but they've actually got a, a small space satellite craft thing. Yeah, they're zipping it out straight at this thing. Yeah, to hit it. Yeah, to see if it'll actually adjust course. Adjust course on this massive asteroid yeah so as as an experiment to for see future. if they can do it yeah so maybe in the future when we suddenly he has like this two-year warning it's like oh this asteroid's coming and it's going to hit us so then they'll go out and throw some uh <laughs> some spaceships at it and knock it off course and maybe it'll miss us in that orbit i was listening to sirius satellite radio and they were talking about that <laughs> and he said right now nasa is project managers are working with Ben Affleck and Bruce Willis because they actually have experience in this area. Because <laughs> of the movie Armageddon, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, just to get back to what this is. So, yeah, so they're, they're actually talking about sending guys to the moon to do some, yeah, like I say, exploration Boots on the ground, more technology now than there was back when Neil Armstrong and his boys were up there. Yeah. While humans haven't yet visited Mars, we're planning to add boot prints to the rover tracks there now. We also dream of traveling to distant worlds and what they might be like. So with all that in mind, they came up with this fictional... <laughs> I guess they had posters from back in the day of what it would be like to see what all these, if you could travel there. Yeah. Back in the heyday of science fiction imagination, right? Well, NASA has been doing these travel posters like I, I saw a bunch about a year ago. Mm -hmm. And it's like, uh, you know, Andromeda or whatever. It's like, and they have these retro posters, these retro yeah. travel posters, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's, that's exactly where they've been taking them yeah. from because those posters aren't new. No. They from from way back. So they 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 had one of their guys um, at uh, uh, JPL. JPL, yeah, yeah, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. They had one of their video guys come up with this little 
minute long commercial as you, <laughs> if you will yeah uh video shows fanciful image uh, imagined v- adventures to real places we've studied inspired by a series of travel posters produced by NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Southern California it's a fictional look at what might be possible in the future long distant future yes. <laughs> yeah know, not next year we're not talking next year here yeah uh, leaving Earth for other planets as a tourist. They've produced a one-minute short video produced by the fictional Exoplanet Travel Bureau. <laughs> and one thing they show in this little video is somebody kayaking on Titan, which is one of Saturn's moons. So they're in the they're in the, the kayak, and there's some waves, and they're kayaking, and behind them... You see Saturn and his big ring and (laughs) (laughs) wait, man, (laughs) that looks awesome. (laughs) And you know, probably some of the first people to do the touristy sort of thing in the future are going to be like extreme sports. Oh yeah. It's not going to be going, Hey, let's go to Mexico. Let's take the kids to Disney world. Yeah. Hey, let's take the kids to uh, Jupiter, and yeah. <laughs> that's not going to be them. Yeah, it's going to be these guys going. Hey, okay, we might not survive, but, <laughs> but. here's my plan: <laughs> we jump on the shuttle and we go to Jupiter. Because <laughs> I hear, and you're trying to climb these rocks. It's raining diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> and we th- we thought Banks Island was going to be expensive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So again, um, <laughs> we've gone from the Pope, we've gone to kayak in, in the Netherlands, and now we're on the moon of Titan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to Earth. We'll take another quick break here. <laughs> when we come back, we'll, uh, we're going to talk about something, yeah, uh, a little bit closer. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Sean Rowley, and you're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. To find out more about us, check out our website, paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Current and past episodes of our podcast can be downloaded or streamed from iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page of our website. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, we would love to hear from you. So drop us a line on Facebook or our website. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. Uh, do you remember episode 299? We talked about that 1,200-year-old canoe yes. found in, uh, a- was it Lake Men- Mendota in Wisconsin? Yes. Um, I think we made a joke about it being the first of uh, um, bad bad paddlers. Because <laughs> we're, uh, we're, we're sort of hinting at John and his, yep. his accidents. <laughs> Uh, archaeological team excavated the canoe. They brought it up. So they've actually just did a little update 
and it says it's been safely removed from the lake, and the preservation efforts have begun. Efforts will uh, take close to three years to complete. It's a crazy long time. Three years. <laughs> so the canoe will be submerged in a tank full of tap water and a bio detergent or deterrent to help prevent bacteria from growing on the vessel. From there, a chemical polyethylene glycol will slowly be added to the tank to help aid in preservation. Once the polyethylene glycol has settled, the canoe will be removed from the tank and then freeze-dried. <laughs> Preserve it to eat later. It almost sounds like they're, like, plastic-coating it or something. Plasticating, yeah, yeah. Right? So, and, and I've seen that, what was that? There was, uh, there was an old uh, wooden, uh, the first... Uh, armored ship attack ship in the states confederate military and they pulled it up and they they're preserving it it's they're basically turning the wood to plastic mm-hmm. so it, it sounds like that that's what they're doing in in this case as well i guess just to keep the air out from yeah the wood that's because any inside. wood unless you keep it submerged as soon as it dries out wood it'll just it wood's just going to go it's like mm-hmm. it's been soaked for so long and it can't handle drying out so basically you're you're it's similar to the process that uh, you make fossils where all the minerals come in and replace the actual the bioorganic materials and so in this case they're going to be uh, kind of mixing in a plastic to firm up the wood so that it doesn't uh, you know disintegrate when it dries and how big is their freeze dryer <laughs> i know how many freeze dried <laughs> meals could you make with that poppy yeah exactly because <laughs> you know if i worked as a scientist that had a giant freeze dryer yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> at some point <laughs> let's do a watermelon <laughs> okay we're we're gonna be freeze drying this canoe hey you want to throw some smarties in there and some some ice cream bars yeah. and some <laughs> I, I got a trip next week <laughs> you know i'd be doing that yeah <laughs> probably half the people listen to this they'd be thinking yeah yeah i'd, I'd yeah, be doing yeah. that yeah backcountry camping take a whole watermelon yep yep yep, yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> No water in it. It just would be a hollow green line. A spongy. Yeah. Uh, Once the canoe is perfectly preserved, it will be ready for display just in time for the grand opening of the new Wisconsin History Museum in 2026. Whoa. That's the longest ways ahead. There's a lot I figured out that happens in Wisconsin. Oh, there's a few things. If you start Googling things... Like, just Wisconsin itself. Like, there's a lot of things. There's an accordion museum. Really? In an old Presbyterian church with, like, 1,300 accordions. 1,300? Yeah. These are the things. (laughs) John John doesn't tell us any. John's all beer and cheese. (laughs) Right? That's all we hear from John. Beer and cheese, beer and cheese. He doesn't tell us all this other cool stuff. He's not telling us about the accordions. Yeah, that Wisconsin has to to (laughs) offer. You know, like, thanks, John. Yeah, yeah. Buddy, pal. Thanks for keeping us in the loop. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) What else aren't you telling us? I know. What a guy. Uh, (laughs) The 2022 ISA World Cup. Uh, so, uh, World Stand-Up Paddleboard Championships are happening. Uh, they just announced Porto... Port, Porto? Porto? Where'd Porto come from? Puerto Rico. <laughs> uh, 
uh, has been chosen as host of the 2022 ISA World Stand-Up Paddleboard and uh, Paddleboard Championships to take place in San Juan in November next year. You'll mark the ISA World Championships return from the absence due to global pandemic and will be the ninth edition of the event. Uh, Stand-Up Paddleboard Surfing is tentatively scheduled to take place in... I don't, I don't know if it's LA8 or LA8, the number 8. Uh, a well-known local break with multiple peaks of sloping waves that break left and right with exposure to most swell directions. Because that's just like a stand-up paddleboard. You still use your your paddle as yeah. like a rudder. Yeah. Um, and ISA president uh, Fernando Aguera said, after a challenging absence of authentic elite events, for the stand-up paddleboard community due to global health crisis, we are very excited to relaunch this amazing event in a true surfing destination like Puerto Rico. With this announcement, we want to send a message to the global stand-up paddling paddleboard uh, community of the ISA's continuous commitment to support and develop this sport worldwide. More information about the event will be uh, announced uh, at the beginning of 2022. Uh, succeeding editions of the event were held across four continents: Peru, starting in 19, uh, sorry, 2013; Nicaragua, Mexico, Fiji, Denmark, China, and El Salvador in 2019. Record participation was reached in 2017 with 286 athletes from 42 nations. Wow! In Denmark, that's incredible. Uh, the last event held in El Salvador in 2019, there were 161 athletes from 27 countries. So things are slowly making a comeback. Yeah, I think 20, are- I think 2022, uh, if we can keep things under control, I think you're going to see a lot of things make comebacks next year. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even like we were, ta- we were talking, Canucopia is going to do an in-person thing Yeah, next yeah. year, right? So... Uh, it's it's good to see that sort of thing, and you know, like I say, especially with these athletes who do nothing but train for these events, to actually be able to yeah use their training, you know what they. I mean, some of these people. I mean, we we, we talked about that before the Olympics. You know, some of these people who spend years and years training to go to the Olympics, and then if the Olympics don't happen, what I know, you right? know, like yeah. we just spent all that time training, yeah. And I think when it comes to the Olympics, things are different now. Like, like they they still pulled off the uh, the latest Olympics in Japan, but it was a delayed a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, there's indications that things are slowly turned to normal. Like I know for me, like like all of last year, nothing. I, nobody planned anything. But I'm starting to see interest uh, of returning to doing the old things. Like uh, like the the guys that I uh, go on bike trips with, we're looking at doing a Maricade. Um, the, uh, the guys that I do, uh, winter hiking, we're looking at going back down into the Adirondacks. Um, they're, they're the ski group. We're looking at doing a ski trip in uh, January or February. So we're planning stuff. Things are happening, right? Mm-hmm. Things are coming back. Have you ever been to Sturgis? I've never been. No. Yeah. That's quite the event. Mm-hmm. I've not, uh, we're close. Like I've been there non- Bike week. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but just to see the pictures of, of that, of all the motorcycles and stuff. Yeah. Like, wow. And I think it's it would be a mistake to gather in giant crowds like that still. Mm-hmm. 
But if you can kind of keep it down low and kind of not get too uh, things get too out of hand, then you know I think there's still and the proper protocols put into place. Exactly, exactly. I, I think uh, I think once once people get that sort of mentality, yeah, things will go back to, uh, to pretty much how it used to be. Mm-hmm. So not exactly, but you know, yeah. Uh, and that I think is all I've got this week. Mm-hmm. That's, That's all a lot, eh? That was a lot. Wow. Her little chat uh, blossomed to over an hour. <laughs> wow. I tell you. I tell you. So we need sponsors for dry suits. <laughs> Go to the Vatican tickets, to see a kayak. Tickets to, to see the Vatican. Um, <laughs> bonus points if you get us an, a, a personal guided tour by the Pope. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> We we will let you host host a couple of our shows. <laughs> you can get a, an invite from the Pope. Yeah. <laughs> All expenses paid. Uh, and then uh, we need sponsors to send us to uh, London and Manchester to see the final concerts of of, of Kayak. Yeah. And uh, while well, we won't be around for the the space um, exi- uh, uh, um, expedition to Titan to kayak, but unless they can freeze dry us and reconstitute us later, like you know, with uh, with Disney guy. No, that's cryogenic. Yeah, okay, cryogenic. Not freeze dry. <laughs> <laughs> Derek wants to be freeze dry, <laughs> so that the cannibals can eat them when they're out camping. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else. It's been been busy this week. Just yeah, the last it has couple weeks. been it's very busy. A lot it's, of it's busy busy work and. Getting everybody's, a lot of people are starting to do those. Oh, it's December. I've still got vacation yeah. left. I got to use up. Exactly. It's like uh, <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, anything else? Nothing. Nothing. Zip zero nada. No. You suck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, you still got to edit all this. <laughs> I know, eh? Uh, oh, and uh, Muskoka Brewery uh, cream oh, ale yes. this week. And who supplied the beer this week? You did. This is the second week in a row that you eh? supplied beer. What's up with that? And I do like cream ale, so so this was a treat. I got some Guinness upstairs in the fridge, too. I'm not a Guinness guy. Aren't you? No. Oh, too bad. We're having that next week. (laughs) (laughs) Derek will be drinking water next week. (laughs) Um, If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download or stream our episodes at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Player FM, MyArtRadio, all your favorite podcast downloading sites. Or you can go to the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com and you can stream or download all our episodes there. I believe it's iTunes and op- Apple Podcasts. Some people have issues downloading. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just the odd individual person that have issues there. but It doesn't seem to be a global problem. It's just, no, some, just somebody's settings on their computer. I don't know yeah. how it works, but like it, you only hear like of a few people that have the issue or maybe everybody else just isn't complaining or, or maybe there's only three people that download from iTunes and listen to our podcast. I don't know. Or everybody else just figured go to somewhere else and download yeah, it from yeah. there. Uh, if you enjoy your, our podcast, please share it with family, friends, and fellow paddlers and uh, enjoy it. I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time.